Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back to the Greater Work Podcast. I'm Sean Gibson. You know, we've been talking about the various reasons that we experience burnout in the workplace. Christians are not immune to this either. Whether you have a corporate job or you work in full-time ministry, burnout does not discriminate and the results can always become catastrophic. Again, because of the sensitivity of occupational burnout, I want to remind you that I am not a licensed medical health counselor and the views that you'll be hearing in this series are strictly based upon biblical perspectives and practical application. If you are depressed or even suicidal, please seek professional clinical help. This episode will impact a significant group of people including believers in Christ, because it it really hits at the core of our fallen nature. And initially, uh, it can bring gratification to our flesh, but in the end, it's a complete, total, devastating nightmare. We're talking about personal agendas and pride. Now, while it is admirable to have goals and to make plans for our careers, for those of us that follow Christ, um, we don't make our plans and establish our goals the same way that the rest of the world does. Instead, We follow the pattern that Jesus laid out for us when he prayed in Matthew 6.10, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, he prayed in Luke 22.42, Yet not my will, but yours be done. Although God's plans for our life may seem bigger than anything we can hope to fulfill on our own, in no way does he expect you and I to experience burnout in fulfilling his plan for our life. You know, when we don't run our plans and agendas through him in prayer and in obedience to the word, or even frankly run them past some trusted Christian advisors, we run the risk of either working on too many projects at once, or even worse, working on the wrong things. While our goals may not seem wrong, we must be honest with why we think they are so essential to us. We often have personal agendas that we'll be, you know, we'll be trying to fulfill. And again, while it seems that it may be reasonable on the outside, Proverbs 14, 12 reminds us there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is the way of death. I know people who genuinely love God and even God's people, but they buy into a brand of theology that means that they should be driving luxury cars, living in lavish homes, and wearing designer clothing. They do this because they have a mindset that is unbiblical, but it's Christianese-based. And unfortunately, these people usually like to flaunt their belief. I've seen some of these believers have custom license plates affixed to their luxury car that says favor or blessed. Again, while they may have a form of godliness in reality, those people that use this type of theology, they're usually swimming in debt and they have to work extra hard just to fulfill their brand. The Apostle Paul speaks to us very plainly in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world is the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. And this is not from the Father, but from the world. When we connect our walk with Christ with how much material wealth we possess, we genuinely risk missing God altogether. Now, in an attempt to make ourselves look extra spiritual by having things we can't afford, we are missing God and instead trying to appear as something that we're not. And that's, frankly, not being a good steward of what God has entrusted to us. This mindset alone can drive us to work beyond what is necessary, and it prevents us from enjoying what we've been working so hard to acquire. Now, 
Doesn't that sound like someone setting the stage for burnout if that's how they're living? It feels great to drive luxury cars, no doubt about it, but if we're not working to glorify God with our labor and resting from our work, then we're just driving a vehicle based on our pride and the the need to make our flesh feel good. And yes, it may make us look like we're wealthier than we are, but when we buy big homes to compete with our friends and family, we're not bringing honor to God. Now believe me, God doesn't need your help in living in a big mansion or driving a $100,000 car to make him look like he's deserving of honor. Jesus wasn't born in a castle, but he was born in a manger. His family wasn't the wealthiest. Matter of fact, it says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, Our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sake and mine, he became poor, so that through his poverty, we might become rich. Now, while God does promise to supply our needs through Christ Jesus, God is not responsible for meeting all of our fanciful and fleshly desires. As the writer of Proverbs 30 said, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the bread that is my portion. Otherwise, I may have too much and deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or, I may become poor and steal profanely in the name of my God. My friend, we must discipline ourselves to not live beyond our means so that we can have these prestige uh, or titles that we think really comes with all of that. Paul the Apostle was very candid about transitioning from this same type of mindset. Philippians 4.11, he said that I've learned to be content regardless of my circumstances. When Paul said that he had learned, he was saying that he had come to realize something valuable. Contentment with what he had, regardless of whether the things were going his way, was of more value. My friend, what is it going to take for you to realize that constantly going after your agendas and your plans, it's not only not working for you, but it's probably burning you out. And some of you listening right now may be physically ill as a result. You know, Paul believed that contentment would replace the demands of his own plans and agendas fulfilled. Contentment means becoming more self-sufficient, and in this case, in the fullness of God. When Paul went on to discuss contentment more in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6-10, through 10, read this when you get a chance, he said, Godliness with contentment is great gain, for you and I brought nothing into the world, and we can't carry anything out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we need to be content with that. Those who want to be rich... Well, they fall into temptation and become trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and to destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. By craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Now, if we're burning ourselves out to appear wealthy and making our uh, importance known to the world by looking rich, Paul said to Timothy in similar fashion that we're piercing ourselves with many arrows. We are becoming entangled into foolish and harmful work behaviors that can lead you and I into destruction. Now, if you have burned out trying to make your plans happen or to appear as something that you're not, please allow God to work with you on this. Often, this type of behavior, it's rooted in insecurity and a lie that tells you that once you achieve this level of success or you get this material item, then you'll be loved and that you'll be valued. And that's all fake. That's false. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Don't believe those lies. Instead, begin allowing God's love for you to heal that deep part of your life. You know, he knows who you are and he loves you. You can't earn it. He loves you because, frankly, he made you. Will you join me in prayer as we ask God to heal our hearts from this devastating bondage that's driving so many of us into burnout? And ask God to help us to lay our plans and agendas down and surrender to him and his will. Father, I thank you that your word is quick and powerful and sharper than really any two-edged sword. 
And because of that, we're asking you to dissect into our hearts. Help us to learn the difference between a lie and a truth and help us to really see if we have any agendas that we're going after that are based in anything other than glorifying you. Yes, it's nice to accomplish things. It's nice to fulfill goals. And we all want to feel that we're important. But God, at the end of the day, if you're not in it, it may be a good idea, but it's not a God idea. And I'd ask that you'd help us to discern the difference between that. And again, while you're not against us having nice things, God, I just ask for that one that's listening, if nice things have gotten them and gotten into their heart, I pray that they would lay that down at the foot of the cross and that maybe even for the first time, uh, they would surrender and say, not my will, but your will be done. Heal that one listening, heal them in their heart. And we count you a faithful father to do that. In Jesus name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.